Good evening, everybody. Merry Christmas. Online, Merry Christmas. That one? Merry Christmas. It's really good to see you here tonight. So you don't like my jokes. Okay, lame. Okay, okay. A scriptwriter. I'll take, talk to you later. It's from South Africa, right? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll try one anyway. It's okay. I normally do always preach with, with a joke. If you don't mind, a little funny story here. Do you mind? There's one of them I got. It's not a Christmas one, but it's one that a lady needs a break. And I think we all need a break right now. I'm ready for a break. I'm ready for a holiday. This is the last one for a month. I'm so happy. We recorded uh, three preachers two days ago uh, to preach in January, which is great. Online, push a button. Here we go. And then we're live back on the 23rd of January when we start three weeks of prayer and worship and fasting and just worship starting with Jesus. We do it every year. And then the following Wednesday nights are prayer, prayer nights. So uh, we just love starting the new year with Jesus and just worshiping him and building expectations, building faith. Amen? So good. Anyway, this is a little, little funny story. I hope it's okay, guys. I hope, hope you're okay with this one. Um, I heard about this lady who was so stressed out and so overworked that she needed a break. But she knew her boss would not let her off unless she acted crazy. So she stood on top of her desk, put her hands above her head like this, like a circle. The boss came in and said, what are you doing? She said, I'm a light bulb and I'm putting off light. The boss said, you need to go home. And you are not thinking clearly, so just get some rest. She walked out the door, but her co-worker started to follow her. The boss said, hey, where are you going? She says, I'm going home too, because I can't work in the dark. Okay, I love South Africa again. <laughs> wow, so good, so good, so good. Anyway, it's always good to laugh, isn't it? Joy to the world, amen? Come on, this is the most joyous time. It's good to see so many new faces here. I've not seen you before. It's so wonderful to have you here online. Uh, bless you too, as you and my mother, of course, in Holland and all these different places around the world. It's amazing how many people watch these days, and uh, some of you can't come in. Just bless you guys as you, um, as you join us here today. And I'd like to tell the Christmas story just briefly here from Matthew 1.18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. But Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet he did not want to expose her in, to public disgrace, so he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But before he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. And he said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet thousands of years ago, as I am. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home to be his wife. But he did not consummate the marriage, had sex together, until she gave, this for the people who don't understand the language, um, until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. And he gave him the name Jesus. And they will call him Emmanuel. God is with her. So here we see the Christmas story. Mary is going to marry no, no, Joseph. 
And, and, but she found, and Joseph found out she's pregnant, so he said, he's been with another man. This is not going to happen, so he said, I'm going to divorce her because he's having a baby. And then the angel comes to, to him, and he says, no, this baby is not from another man. It's from God most high. He has overshadowed her. She will conceive a child. It's actually going to be the son of God, and his name is to be Jesus because he will save the people from their sins. It's just a miracle, isn't it? The Virgin Mary, she would have been only like 15, 16 years old, having the baby, carrying the Son of God, the great I Am. So Joseph here says, so God wanted Joseph because they call him Jesus, because Jesus will save. It means actually Jesus means God who saves. So he's going to save the people, us, from their sins. See, Jesus doesn't come to us angry. He doesn't come to us with judgment. He doesn't come to us with condemnation, but he comes to us with salvation. It says in the Bible, John 3, 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God came to us that Christmas night, 2,000 years ago, with a good message. It's a message of grace. It's a message of love. It's a message of hope to us. A Savior has been born. He was long-awaited Messiah. Thousands of, year they were, of years they would have been waiting for him. They were prophesied years before. And he will come here now in Jesus' name. Come like this way. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him, will not perish, but have eternal life. Hey, this is the good news of Christmas. The good news of Christmas that a Savior has been born. A Savior has been born who will deal with our sin and will save us from our selfishness and from ourselves. Hey, you can be forgiven. Isn't that awesome, right? At least, at least you're awesome. Just, come on, get it off us. You can be, actually theologically, it's, it's incorrect. You can be forgiven. Do you know that you are already forgiven? I'm not, I don't believe in universalism, but Jesus gave his life 2,000 years ago for the whole planet, right? He's not going to die again. But the thing is, though, he did it for everybody. Everybody's forgiven, but not everybody knows, and not everybody has received the Christmas gift. Can you imagine? It's a free gift for all. Jesus paid the price for all, and the only thing you have to say is yes. Thank you very much. Give me that kiss. Uh, a kiss. I was thinking about you for a moment, darling. Give me that kiss. <laughs> it's the red dress, she says. Yeah, it's the red dress, darling. That's a bit of a Freudian, Freudian slip, wasn't it? Give me that gift. But I tell you, it is. <laughs> it is the kiss from God. Did you know in Song of Songs, there it says there, it talks about the bridegroom and the bride, which is us, of course. And it says in there, let him kiss me. Did you know that? And all the boys are, okay, men, yeah, okay. Let him kiss me. It's beautiful. Will you accept this gift? In the Passion Translation, it says very well, John 3, 16, For this is how God loved the world, that he gave his one and only unique son, everybody say, as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have, will experience everlasting life. This is a gift. A gift is that we had no righteousness. The gift is that we were far away from God. The gift is that we had no hope. But through Jesus Christ, who took the sin of the world upon himself, he came as a baby, but then 30 years later, he went to a cross. And that's what we celebrate at Easter. And he took the sin of the world upon himself. 
And he took the sin, all of our sin, all of our problems, all of our selfishness. He took it to the cross and then took it to hell itself. For three days he was under the ground, they say, in hell itself. And then God the Father rose in victorious on the third day in Jesus' name. What a wonderful, wonderful celebration we have to deal with sin once for all. What a great gift. Have you received the gift of Christmas? Have you been forgiven? Have you been born again? Have you received his love? Today, he offers it to you. Online, wherever you are, he offers this to you. So as he says, they call him Jesus. You call him Jesus. So first of all, it's Jesus. But then there's another name there. He says, but they will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel is a different name, right? It means God with us. Emmanuel means God with us. This was prophesied by Isaiah thousands of years earlier. He says in Isaiah 7, 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will you call him Emmanuel. So in the same passage here in Matthew, he is both Jesus and he is Emmanuel. He is both Jesus' Savior and he is Emmanuel. God is with us. Isn't that amazing? See, this is wonderful because, first of all, Jesus comes to the earth, but he comes to the earth not to, he comes to, to, to leave the earth again, but he comes here to deal with sin like I just talked about and then to, 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 to reconcile relationship with us. But he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He doesn't just come as Jesus and deal with our problem, but he also comes to stay. Now, he didn't stay himself because he went back to the Father, but he sent the Holy Spirit. It's called the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of Christ, who would be with us forever. He told us this in Matthew 28, after he gave us, the church, the Great Commission to make disciples of all nations, right? In Matthew 28, at the end he says this, And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. See, Jesus first has to come as Savior because he has to reconcile first. Get the bump out of the way of sinfulness. But when that's out of the way, now he is with us. Now he is in us because he comes to live inside of us by the power of his Holy Spirit. And he will never, ever leave us. Which means that Jesus, that God, that the Holy Spirit is always with us. He is always present. He is always active in our lives. He is always there. Always powerful. He's, he's there when we're winning and when we're losing. He's there when we feel, feel good and he's there when we feel bad. He's there in the questions. He is there in the answers. He is always there in every struggle, whatever we're facing. He is always there because he promised that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And you know, then he also fights for us. He's in us. He strengthens us. He empowers us, and he fights for us. Hey, I like that. God fights for us. He's, he's fighting for me right now. He's making a way for me, and we'll, we'll listen to it in a moment in the Scripture. Powerful how it happens. He is Emmanuel. God is with us. God is with me. Say it. God is with me. Tell your neighbor, God is with you. God is with you. Even though you know him, he's still with you. God is with you. He is there in the darkest moments, in your brightest light. He is there when you see him and when you don't see him. He's always there. But sometimes we just don't acknowledge that he is always there, but he is always there. 
You may find yourself right now in, in a real dis disappointment, tragedy. I heard yesterday of somebody who died, a friend of a friend of ours. That's terrible. It's really sad. But God is there. God is everywhere. He is also in the COVID time, not just in New Zealand. He is with us all over the globe. This is no surprise to God. He loves us. He's got this. When all hope is gone, sometimes in our lives, as mere human beings, but God. Amen? Yeah. Now I want to say something to you, because it, it frustrates me a little bit. I'll be kind. Um, but the thing is, though, I really struggle, because sometimes it's, oh, there's a real big fight going on in the world, you know, good and evil. Yeah, yeah, of course, there's always been good and evil going on from the beginning of time, right? Before when Satan, you know, kind of, oh, yeah. But the thing is, though, they say, oh, it's God. And it's the devil. Guys, I want to say something to you. That in, in very nicely, but I want to say something to you. It is God and God and God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and angels, and there's the devil. Where did he go again? The Bible says that Jesus conquered Satan and he put him under his feet and our feet. I think that some people make the devil way too big. And I tell you, the only power that he has is the power that you give him. Now, is he behind some of the things that are going on in the world? Absolutely, because some people have given him the power. But that doesn't mean he's got all power at all. He is just a created being. God is not created. He is everywhere all the time, Walter. He is powerful, glorious all the time. Let's not say God and the devil. No, no. God and the devil somewhere. And, of course, there's Gabriel and there's all the other angels. Come on, man. Just for you guys, because some of you are freaking out about this whole thing. It's, like, Ooh, it's the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. I'm sorry, it's not the end of the world. People write to me all the time. It's the end of the world, Gideon. Jesus is going back next year. <laughs> He's not coming back next year. He loves people too much. Be so selfish that you're in the crowd. What about the other ones who 80% of, of, of New Zealand still are lost and facing a Christless eternity? That wouldn't be fair. Will he come back? Of course he will come back. But I believe it's going to be a revival first. And Jews, remember it talks about the whole thing. I was not on my notes, by the way, because the Holy Spirit is telling me not to tell you and the, and the people. Because over the weekend, over the summer, I want you to relax. Relax. And it says, you know, there will be a great, great, great uh, revival in Israel. And at the end of that, Jesus will come back. But the thing is, though, in Israel, they will say that all of Israel will be saved. You know why? Because they'll see the ones whom they pierced. They, won't, they will see Jesus. They say, now they don't, many don't believe. Those many Christians coming now, Messianic Jews coming now, they believe in the Messiah. But there will come a time, then you'll know that the time is very near. When there's revival in Israel. And also, I believe, a great, great revival around the world. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God's got this. He is the powerful one because he is Emmanuel God with us. You know, throughout the whole Bible, you know, there's all these stories of all these men and women who, who faced big obstacles, big problems, big challenges. One of my favorite guys that I love is David. Uh, do you like David? David was a shepherd boy. Shepherd was probably smaller than I am. I'm very short for a duchy, by the way. It's because my grandmother was so short, and my grandfather was very tall, so my father was medium, and then my mother was medium, and so I became medium. But in the, ar in the army, it was like that, 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 and here was I. And, and was one shorter than I. Remember, I got a photo at home. Oh, fourth. Yeah, but there's a whole battalion of them. Yeah, okay. So I was quite short for, for the whole thing. But here's David. He's quite short, right? 
I want to talk about David for a moment because he was a man after God's own heart. I like that. There's not many people, not many people in the Bible, actually known in the Bible, that said, except for David, that is a man after God's own heart. Well, wow, that's amazing. With all his mistakes and everything that he did, wow, his heart was still towards God and God just was with him all the time. But he learned, you know, to be with God. He knew Emmanuel when he was in the, in the herd and with the field and with the sheep. You know, we had the lions and the tigers that came to not tigers, lions and the tigers in a different country, a different continent. Uh, a bear, a bear, they came to him and he killed them, you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit. He just knew God with him. And here he is and there's Israel against the Philistines and here's this guy, this giant, like he's very big, called a giant, Goliath. And, and the whole of Israel says, somebody's got to slay this guy because if if somebody slays him, then the Philistines will surrender, right? But if, but if nobody slays him, then basically we have to surrender to him. And nobody, all his brothers, all in the army, come on, you know, big guys, big, he's small, big guys, like tall Dutch guys, you know. In the army, his brothers are all powerful. They're freaking out. They're so afraid. They're not going to do anything. And David says, oh, come on, little things, you know. <laughs> Come on, what is this? And he's really, I'm not going to say what it is, but read, read your own story. It's amazing what he says about this. He was just kind of mocking this guy, you know. And this is, yeah. Almost native. That's not Engels. Oh, yeah, you're uncircumcised, uncircumcised something. Anyway, so anyway, he was like this mocking this guy. He says, I'll take you on. So anyway, he goes, and of course, he, the big story is, of course, he slays him, you know. But the thing is, though, the point is that God was with him, that he knew that God was with him. He was not afraid. Now, if we can learn anything from David, and I'm learning a little bit from David, that we don't have to be afraid. You know why? I am is with me. Come on, think about it sometimes. I love that song, you know, when they sing the song, the Christmas song, about when you kiss this little baby, you kiss the face of God. And in your, Mary, in your hand, what you're holding, you're holding the great I am. He is powerful. I think sometimes we need to lift our eyes a little bit more and say, not the little sweet little Jesus, little baby. No, he's powerful. He created the whole world. He holds the whole universe in his hands. Guys, we can't even see that far. You know? But we're still pretty far, though, because this comet is coming like in 2000 and whatever is coming, 30 or something. It's coming like, it's going like thousands of kilometers towards, hey, that's like 10 years away. I mean, I know how long this is, everything, how big everything is, and it's like very small with God. Guys, trust God. He is so big. That's why he wrote David in Psalm 23, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for, say together, for you are with me. Now, I don't know who, what you're facing right now. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I want to say to you that God is with you. In your marriage troubles, in your kids' troubles, in your work troubles, in your COVID troubles, in your whatever troubles, God is with you. And when we start trusting him, you know, it's amazing what he does. We seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all the other things will fall into place too. This is a word for at least one person here in this building here today. It doesn't matter what you're facing. Emmanuel, God is with us. Whatever we're facing in life. Amen? You know what I love about it? I'm almost done, actually. You know what I love about this whole thing of Emmanuel, too? Is that he is the transforming power inside your life. In your circumstances, Catherine and I, honestly, this, this year is like, it's just crazy. I mean, God is so faithful to us. He is so faithful. Even when we are unfaithful, he remains faithful because he cannot disown himself. He is so blimmin' awesome. He is so amazing. He is God with us all the time. It's so powerful. 
He will reassure you. He'll give you strength. He'll give you supernatural joy. He'll give you supernatural peace. He is just with you. And when you need a miracle, he is there because with God, nothing is impossible, including COVID. So let's keep praying. That's why I want to pray also in the in 23rd of three weeks. We're going to keep praying. We've seen some miracles already happen. We need the things. I mean, this, this COVID, this virus is, for, is from the devil, obviously, because it's, it's obviously the... Um, it's a virus, but anything, it doesn't come from heaven, does it? And so we need to pray because these things can actually die, you know. So we're just going to keep praying for this thing to annihilate itself like it did in Japan. And just uh, see this whole thing come along and no new variations come in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Emmanuel, God with us. David, he says here in Psalm 18, I'll finish with this. God, all at once, you turned on the floodlight for me. You can, you can hear his heart. You know why, why God loves him so much, you know. You are the revelation light in my darkness, and in your brightness I can see the path ahead. With you, hey, this is Emmanuel, with you. Everybody say with you. With you. He is with, he's with you. He's with you. With you, as my strength, I can crush an enemy horde advancing through every stronghold that stands in front of me. What a God you are. Your path for me has been perfect all your promises have been proven true what a secure shelter for all those who turn to hide themselves in you come on you are the wraparound god giving grace to me could there be any other god like you you are the only god to be worshipped for there's not a more secure foundation to build my life upon than you boom that's it where is your life built upon? Where is your foundation? Who is your foundation? I suggest we make God our foundation. And maybe it can be for the new year, 2022, when we walk into 2022. Did you know that 2022, the two, did you know that uh, I'm talking about it on uh, the 2nd of January uh, online. But because uh, I did the preach already three days ago. Haha. Um, <laughs> it's, um, you right? It's that um, two, two, two. I, I thought, because I got from Revelation, because two actually means uh, union. Of course, you know, two people and two, two by two, you know, union. And so I thought, hey, this is union. So we're going to see, I believe we're going to see great unity, unity in the body of Christ, unity in our lives, union with the Holy Spirit, union with what, what his purpose is fulfilled in our lives. And what the devil wants to do is to kind of break us out. He wants to kind of diversify us. He kind of nags at us and tempts us. We got to make sure that we keep to Jesus and say, Lord, we're going to be united, even as a church with different opinions and different things. We're going to be united. We're going to be as one. We're going to worship together. We're going to pray together. Together. We're going to stand together. So I thought two, 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 and a zero in between is very good about union. That's extra uh, tonight. <laughs> so what we saw tonight is two names. He comes to us as Jesus. A Savior has been born. Christmas is all about this because he has to fix things. And so there has to be a response to that. Most of us here have responded to Jesus. But maybe you have not yet tonight. Maybe you've come in here, you've never even been in church before. Maybe you're watching online and you've never watched a, a, a service online, a Christian service online. Well, I want to say that God loves you and he's got a plan for your life. And God says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son at Christmas, Jesus. That anyone, anybody who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Can you bow your heads for a moment and close your eyes? Because maybe there's somebody here in this room tonight and you want, you need Jesus.
You need to say yes to this baby, this Christmas baby. You, you need to say yes to, you need to receive the Christmas child. He is knocking on your door. He wants to have fellowship with you. And the Bible says in Romans 10, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, when you believe him, and when you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Is there anybody in this room, anybody online, today is your day. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. You don't know what's going to come tomorrow, but today you're still alive. And right now you can make a decision. Do you have to make a decision tonight? Do you need to receive the Christmas child? All, all eyes closed. I want this to be private. I can see you, but nobody else. Is this is you, I want you to lift up your hand from home because I want to indi just indicate that you want to say yes to Jesus and tonight you want to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Thank you very much. You can put your hand down. Is there anybody else? This is the most important decision you will ever make in your life. I made the decision when I was 10 years old and I've never looked back. Does it mean life is going to be easy? No. But great I am is with you every step of the way. And when you walk into the boxing ring of life, you hold the hand of your heavenly Father who is with you and who knows you. Anybody else in this room? And you have to say yes to Jesus. Do it now. Online? Maybe it's your day today. Anybody else? A few more seconds. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful. Can we just pray with this person, but also people who are online saying yes to Jesus? Just follow this prayer. It's a prayer of commitment in Jesus' name. Here we go. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I received the Christmas child. I believe in you. Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your life. I receive your love, your peace, and your joy at this Christmas time. Because today is joy to the world. Lord, today I make you Lord of my life. And I will serve you for the rest of your life, my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate here together. They said all angels rejoice when even one person comes to say yes to Jesus. We're almost done, almost done, almost done. That was the salvation thing, right? That's, that's Jesus. He comes to us because he has to fix this thing. And now we're all fixed here, right? Unless you're not fixed yet, then come after the service because you didn't want to put your hand up. But now he is Emmanuel, God with us. So how are we going to respond to that one? Because he's with us, right? So we can trust him, amen, to go into 2022. You know what's amazing about God? He sees the, 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 he sees the future already. He knows. He's gone before us. The path is already marked for us. We just walk into it. Just follow Him. This is so cool. You don't have to be afraid. Just keep following Him. I'm going to pray in a minute. Just the, the prayer of dedication. That we say, Lord, we're going to follow you. We're going to go after you as we walk into 2022. Some of us are really happy to see the back of... 2021, uh, I surely do. Although, be honest with you, there's been some amazing things. We've seen so many people saved. Even, even with limited people coming, we've seen so many people saved, so many people healed, so many people encouraged. Marriages come together. I mean, whatever. God still does His thing. Amen? He's not going to be stopped ever. He's not going to be stopped ever. He's the King of glory, King of kings, and Lord of lords. And Father, we worship you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we honor you. Three in one, one in three. You're most worthy of our praise. Lord, we thank you so much. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much that you are, first of all, Jesus. You are our Savior. Lord, thank you that you've set us free. Thank you, Jesus, that you paid the price for us. Thank you for coming at Christmas. And thank you also for going to the cross for us at Easter. And thank you for filling us with your Holy Spirit on Pentecost. We worship you. God, Emmanuel, you stay with me. You stay with us every day of our lives. 
in all our struggles and all our questions and all our happy times, you're always there. And Father, I pray for your blessing as we go into our family times. Lord, some of us are still struggling because the family can't come. Because we're still have COVID, we can't travel like my mother. And so we do it online. But Father, thank you for internet. Thank you that we can see each other these days. 20 years ago, it was not like that. We couldn't see each other, Lord. Now we can. Thank you, Lord, for technology. Thank you, Lord, for the beautiful things that you have put in nature that we are discovering. What a wonderful God you are. You're so amazing. And we bless your holy name. Father, strengthen us at this time. Comfort us at this time, Lord. Give us our joy and peace. And Lord, we walk into 2022 with, 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 with this confidence with you that you have gone before us, that you've marked the path before us. And Lord, that you have good plans for us, good purposes for us, a great destiny for each one of us, Lord, and also as a church. And we say that we will follow you because we serve a mighty God, a mighty God. Come on, have a big amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, joy to the world. Let's stand together. We're going to sing this wonderful song, Joy to the World, because this is the best time. Jesus is good news of great joy.